Hey everybody, since this is the last episode of October, I just want to take the time out and dedicate this episode to one of the greatest friends I have had in my life. And honestly, looking back on it, he was one of the first people I really had these type of conversations about movies and just general stuff. And that person is Tom. This year marks the 14th year of him being gone. And there's not a day that goes by where he's not in my mind or in my heart. So this episode's for you, Tom. I miss you. Love you, bro. And I know with every accomplishment and success this show has, you're right there with us. I wish at some point I could have you sit down with us, but I know you're with us. And like I said, this one's for you, my friend. Greetings, true believers. Nowhere California is heading out to Stan Lee's Kamikaze. The convention will run October 30th to November 1st at the Los Angeles Convention Center. The Generalissimo has a lot in store for this year's event. For more information, go to kamikazeexpo.com. Come on. We did it. I know you got a little Lee in you. Come on, man. Go full on daredevil on this one. Yeah, take a shot in the dark on this one. Excelsior. There you go. I knew yeah. you could do it. Yeah. I gotta admit, that felt good. This is Phil. This is Nick. And this is Josh, and welcome to your Halloween edition of Nowhere, California. <laughs> Love this time of year. Hey, Me too. Don't step on Phil's lines. Oh, what? I didn't. Wow. No, I... I, I it's Halloween, you got to do your Oogie Boogie. I stepped on... Oh, line. yeah, I do oh, my, your Oogie Boogie. My, my Oogie Boogie, what's my Oogie Boogie? I can't Every remember. year you go, Oogie Boogie. Oh, yeah. Oogie Boogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie Boogie. It, it, it doesn't have the same flavor when you have to point that out. No, Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I shit all over that. No, you did not. I blew green <laughs> shit all over that. Speaking oh, of green shit. Green shit. Oh, wow. A multi-billion dollar company. Well, well, fast food companies are kind of dying lately, so maybe not billion dollar, but right. mm-hmm. uh, a big company kind of screwed the pooch big time lately. Oh, yeah. We can't. We can't Have they pulled it from the menu? No, it's still there. Okay, I think yeah. it's now just everybody knows. Okay, this is what's going to happen. Can we name Dump Drop any? <laughs> Burger King, Burger King, Burger King. Burger King. Yeah. Okay. And you say it three times, the Burger King appears. <laughs> that creepy guy. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the green shit, Steve. Keep that guy. Throw your voice. Throw your voice. Throw your friends. Throw your parties. I love it. But uh, the world was introduced to, well, at least the American uh, world was introduced to the Halloween Whopper, the Black Bund Whopper. Right. Yeah. And. Quickly, a lot of people found out there was a trick to the street. Yes, a nation <laughs> panicked. Me being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> this is the weird thing. I, and I know <laughs> Phil has his ups and downs with me talking about poop. <laughs> Go ahead. He's in and out. Oh, my God. The, the stupidity of it. The R&D for Burger King to go, okay, we're going to do the Halloween Whopper. There's going to be no issues, right? No, none at all. None. <laughs> none. We've <laughs> been doing it in Japan for years. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we don't in Japan. They, they don't, we don't seem to understand if they have any complaints. Right. And then you get a week later, like me, like I think it was a mm-hmm. day later, you get like April Green Shits. <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest Halloween pranks that Burger King could have ever thought of. And I yeah. think Burger King's harmless, but it'll, it it'll cause you to go, what? Yeah. It made me. Well, there's supposedly some kind of a dye that you can slip into somebody's drink. Yeah, well, well no, no, uh, not, oh, not, not just the bun, but in general, that if you um, if you put it in somebody's drink, it'll like turn your piss a different color. I learned that you know, from so, yeah. um, ER. They did it on ER once. Uh, okay. They, they somebody pulled a prank in their break room and put whatever that was in brownies. Uh huh. And I think it was like George Clooney and Anthony Edwards were standing at the urinal, and I think it was Anthony Edwards going like, um, "What color is that?" <laughs> and he's like, "That's blue piss." 
fucking kill for blue piss. <laughs> I'd kill for that freaking chemical. That's amazing. Yes. Gather around, kids. And no, then, no, 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 no. I, I forgot about, about it. Never mind. Oh, gather around. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Whoa, this just went somewhere else. Never mind. <laughs> Hey, I'm not doing blue shits. What's up? Tell yeah. me. Back to the. But then, um, they it was even they even did something with it on um, Smash, the bowling. I believe it was the bowling episode of mm-hmm. Smash. Okay, where they spike the dude's drinks with something that will change your piss color. When you're a little kid and you learn that's in the world, you want yeah, that you seek it out. Absolutely, it's like the first time I heard about fucking stink bombs and like little fart bombs aging they powder call them. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Do you know what aging powder used to be? Uh, it was tarantula hair, right? No, no. Well, it, it is. Is it fucking really tarantula hair? Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. They, they haven't mixed. Do you it. know what it used to be? What did it used to Fiberglass. be? Fiberglass. Jesus, I did not know that. That's a prick move. Yeah. But uh, back oh to the shits. Because they knew it made you itch, but mm-hmm. you know, no, not the health risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, the weird thing is Burger King has not made any, like, public comments about it. Good. They could, well, they could easily make the public comment of, like, that was your treat, and that was your trick. Yeah. Yeah. But we also talked about a little bit, too, that could this be the cause of patient zero in the zombie outbreak? Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you said you thought was happening to you when you fell oh. victim to it. Seriously, like, it happened, and I saw I was, just, I was honestly a little worried. Dude, this is a lot worse. Okay, you know, patient zero, you know, you look into their eyes, and you check their temperature and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Can you imagine if this is the... You know, this is the catalyst for patient zero. Green poop? Yes. Yeah. Like, okay, bend, a, over a and, whopper? bend over and spread your cheeks. We got to check you for something. To oh, find my out if God. You're tainted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. it's like in Zombieland. It was a microwave burrito. Yeah. 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 And with all that being said, that delves us into our main topic. Yeah. Zombies. Yes. Zombies. Zombies, the zombie genre. Okay, before we hit the main topic, uh, as always, we want to uh, talk to our... Our friend in the ethereal plane. And, our, <laughs> and since the topic of this episode zombies, I really hope he covers if zombies poop. That's a fucking great That's question. That's a great question. I know unicorns poop, I think. But you know, <laughs> I wonder if it's blue. Oh my god. Because you know they must get messy somehow. Ugh. Well, well that, as and, we, do they, and do they walk in crap or what? Well, that's the a walking crap. Oh, God. Well, that's a whole thing too. They don't. Some zombies don't walk through as much garbage as they do, so it must be poop. Some no. don't have like a lower torso, so does it? Does she didn't just fall no lower intestine at all? Yeah, so yeah. bad without the bag. What's just a head? Oh my God! And then it dumps out. Right. It's the crapping dead. As we uh, discuss this more, yeah. Doug, uh, answer this, please. Zombies. We're on zombies. Yes, finally, after... However many episodes this is, we are on the talk of zombies. Oh my god. Okay, this moment of Doug is going to just be a self-indulgent, I am awesome, I love zombies, this is awesome, awesomeness. Okay, so, zombies. Where do we go? Where do we start? I don't even know what the guys have said because I record these separately from the guys. So, let's assume they haven't said anything of history of zombies okay where do zombies originate from cinematically because i don't know where they start historically but cinematically we pretty much are looking at 
Night of the Living Dead, George Romero, the god of zombies, the the, the master himself. Now, ooh, excuse me, I burped. Oof, that was a little zombie coming out of me. Just a little bit of zombie got out of me right there. Uh, George Romero, Night of the Living Dead, they weren't zombies there. He never even quantified them as zombies. And there was there was a lot of original working titles of, of what was going on, and when he first made Night Living Dead, he didn't even intend to, like, begin the zombie phenomenon. And then there were some Italian horror movies, Zombie, um, that I don't know what the actual literal Italian title is. Um, but pretty much it was Romero beginning the, the, the zombie craze, and from there it, it spiraled into the, the bigger zombie craze of the 80s, and then zombies kind of, for lack of a better term, died out for a while. Um... Until the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which is the best George Romero zombie movie that there is, is Dawn of the Dead, the original 70s version. And if you guys haven't seen the original yet, um, I highly recommend picking it up and watching the director's cut version um, because there's a three-disc box set that's out. Um, You can probably get it really cheap now on Amazon. Um, The director's version is a lot... There's a lot more that goes on in that mall while they're waiting just for the apocalypse to end. Um, and it kind of brings you into their world a little bit. kind of makes you feel as melancholy as they do. Because um, even though you're surviving all of this of what's going on outside, it's still just you trapped in this place forever. And it doesn't matter how big of a place it is, it's all going to get boring after a while. So, but then we saw the remake of that movie, which itself was good, you know. It, was, it, 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 it had its merits. And then that just blossomed into a whole new zombie craze. Um, but it also split the zombie world. You have slow Romero zombies and you have fast Snyder zombies now. So it all depends. When you're watching a zombie movie, you have to go into it knowing which type of zombie we're dealing with. Are we dealing with the slow kind or the fast kind? You know, and, and each one has its, its, its benefits. You know, in Walking Dead, you know, the biggest zombie thing going on in the world right now they're slow zombies, they're Romero zombies, and on top of that, you know, it is, it is being, the show is now being ran by Greg Nicotero, who got his start doing the Romero zombie movies, you know, through, he was Tom Savini's assistant, and from there, just, he blossomed into his own career, making K&B effects, and then now he is the frontrunner, uh, not frontrunner, showrunner of Walking Dead. You know, so this guy went from making zombies to creating zombies to, you know, running the biggest zombie franchise in the world. Um, Then there is a little, little nugget of a zombie picture um, called Prop Z. Uh, For those of you who are unfamiliar with Prop Z, Prop Z was made by me. That's right, me. I made a movie. Uh, Because I have talked about how I was in film school and worked outside, you know, worked in the industry for a little bit. Um... The biggest thing I did was I made a movie about the zombie apocalypse called Prop Z. Um, I'll have Josh link the link to the short in the show notes. Um, mine was more of a political comedy version of zombies. Um, so, you know, but it's got blood and violence and, and boobs. So everybody will be happy. So check it out. But why, why, let's, like, now that we've gotten, like, the history of zombies out of the way, let's, I want to indulge on something for a moment. Why zombies why what is it about zombies that just makes everybody love zombies now i know why i love zombies because to me 
zombies are the pinnacle of just your worst enemy, your worst nightmare. This is a thing that wants nothing else but to eat you. And you can only get rid of it by killing it. You can't pay it off. You can't, you know, give it land. You can't, you know, ally with it. You can't do anything. You can either kill it or let it kill you. Now, you can run from it. That's uh, that's an option, and, and people do that, you know, but you, you what? It's just going to catch up to you eventually. Eventually, you're going to have a run-in with it, or one, or two, or 10,000 of them, you know? And, and now, one you versus one zombie, not hard. Not, not bad at all. It's easy. You versus two, a little bit harder, still pretty easy. Three gets a little bit tougher. Four, oh my god, five, we're fucked. Six, shit, seven, ah, eight. Fuck, nine, dead, ten, gun to the head. You know, but it's it's the fact that these things will not stop. They will not stop. All they want to do is fucking destroy you. They want to eat you. And when they're done with you, they're just going to move on to the next living thing. That's fucked up. The idea that this thing, and doesn't sleep either. It doesn't stop. It just goes and goes and goes. Now, granted, it goes at like half a mile an hour, so super easy to get around it. But it's not going to stop. And that's fucking insane. You know, and that's not even counting the fast zombies. I'm not even going to talk about them because that's a whole new world that I don't even fucking bother with. But it's this idea that I, I live in this huge world and anywhere around me is things that are looking for me at all times. They just want to eat me. That's fucking terrifying. Now... I do, I do want to, I want to leave on this note, um, while I, I pitch you guys to Prop Z, um, I want you guys to know what I was going into it with the intention of, um, especially in this day and age with, with, with zombies being at their height with Walking Dead and all of, all of that stuff, um, don't watch World War Z, by the way, I, that's completely a little tangent, don't watch it, it sucks, um, read the book, read World War Z, the book is good, the zombie survival guy is good, Max Brooks knows what he's talking about. So anyways, okay, zombies. Zombies are a really good resource if you're trying to tell a message about an oppressive, an oppressive community, be it, uh, you know, minorities of any kind. You know, you can use the zombies as a way of talking about minorities because how we are treating, how we treat zombies is how some people treated minorities. You know, and I'm not, I'm, marriage and all that, no, I'm not talking about that. But, you know, when I told my story, I was telling it of like, you know, these you know, zombies at the beginning of the day, not at the end of the day, but at the beginning of the day, they were your neighbor, they were your friend, they were your brother, sister, mother, father, cousin, lover, hater, whatever. They were an alive person who had a thing. And now that thing is they're dead and they want to kill you. They still were somebody else to begin with. Does that change anything? Does that give them the rights to a more simple death? Does that give them the rights that we can't torture them? Does that give them the rights that we can't use them for resources? Can, you know, we, we wrangle up enough zombies, we put some reins on them, and they can start, you know, pulling trucks, you know, if, if, they're, if they're not too decomposed. You know, and we just put, you know, a thing of meat in front of them, like old Mickey cartoon with fish line, and they're chasing the the turkey leg and they're pulling some shit you know but can we can we do that you know that's what that's what i i i I was trying to tell prop z a little bit and that's that's a a bigger story there but i 
I want to leave on a note that I think that I think would be beneficial. Everybody says, "Oh, I can survive the zombie apocalypse. I'll be able to survive the zombie apocalypse." Blah 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 blah. I want everybody to take a moment and really reflect on something. Can you survive the zombie apocalypse? Your family is dead. Everybody's gone. It's just you, maybe a couple strangers that you've encountered, you know, that you're hanging out with, starting a little group. But everyone you know and love is dead. They're gone. They are dead. And if they're not dead dead, they're undead and they're trying to fucking eat you. Two, there is no electricity because they did the math. And if the world's if the world goes to shit, all of the electric electric excuse me, fuck. The electrical plants will shut down in five days. Water is gonna is slowly becoming less and less of a commodity. You know, now we're having to get it from lakes and rivers and streams, and we have to sanitize and things like that. Food is getting less and less. Now we can hunt, but all of you people who say I can survive the zombie apocalypse, can you grab a rifle and shoot a deer in the face? Can you? A precious little deer? You say, oh, I can do it if I had to survive. I just choose to do it right now. Think about it for the moment. The thing that gets in your gut that you don't like when you when you think about shooting a deer, that is still going to be there. Regardless if it's an apocalypse situation or not, you're still going to be shooting fucking Bambi in the face. Can you do that? Okay, if you can, great. Now you have an option for food. But do you know how to skin it? Do you know how to gut it? Do you know how to clean the meat properly? Do you know how to cook it properly? Do you know how to preserve it properly? Probably not, because I don't. I sure as fuck don't. I've had access to the internet for 14 fucking years, and I can't even tell you one iota of where to start, you know, preserving meat. I never looked it up. Didn't Google it. That's the other thing. Google's gone. We now have no more secondary educational source, you know? We can't just go, oh, I'm going to learn how to do this and get on Google. No. We now have to learn our skills by doing them in the field, or... If your town is abandoned and you had a library, you have to go and use the card catalog, which I don't know if any of you fuckers know how to use that anymore. I do, because I was in a library and I worked in one. But you have to, there's whole new, these, these are the things that I like to point out to people when everybody, some random fucking hipster says, oh, I can survive the zombie apocalypse. No, you fucking can't. Right now, you cannot survive the zombie apocalypse. But you are capable of teaching yourself how to survive the zombie apocalypse or any apocalypse for that matter. It doesn't even have to be fucking zombies. The world's going to go to shit one day. Are you able to handle yourself? Probably fucking not with your Pabst Blue Ribbon, your American Spirit cigarette. Shut the fuck up. We all need to collectively start figuring out how to handle ourselves as fucking human beings in this world. Not as a society in the world. The world will fucking kill us if we don't know how to handle it. Trees can kill you. Rocks can kill you. Mud will fucking kill you. So, that being said, zombie apocalypse, bad. Uneducated, bad. Therefore, we're all dead. Zombies, mud, fucking sharks, doesn't matter, we're all fucking dead. That was a weird twist on the mod. But that was your mod for this episode. I'm Doug, I'll see you later. I'm trying to get a pause here, sorry. I had to unlock my screen. Okay, bye. Love you. Well, that was no help, Doug. Um, there's a new movie coming out called The Skite Scout to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, it looks awesome. It does. It's, it looks, what's it called? Uh, the, the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, and it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Good, it looks yeah. very funny. If Wait, you the one that's Swift. fucking Taylor Swift? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Miley Cyrus. No, Miley. they've broken up a long time ago. Ah, mm-hmm. That's because they fucking told them they're going to cut off that Kennedy money. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're like, ah, uh, shit. Uh, God damn. Yeah, so now he's... 
working just like his dad <laughs> in the movies. He's going and acting. He's yep. like, oh, I oh damn, I guess I better do something. There's plenty of other stoners I could bang. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a good one to cut his teeth on. Yeah, because but, it looks really fucking hilarious. Right. Uh, we're, we're talking zombie land levels. Though. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not it's something. Something that is missed because... Good, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek. I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think the... I guess, honestly, the best place to start is where did the zombie concept start? Well, um, it's... You know, don't you? Um, I, from what I understand, uh, I believe it's uh, like Jamaican, uh, like a Jamaican custom, it's, right? It comes from the Caribbean, sort of. Yeah, it comes thank from, you. Uh, it's voodoo culture. It's voodoo. Yeah. So, voodoo um, in the you can put somebody in a trance, but it used to be just they were your slaves. Yeah. Thing. Right. Uh, they had no the, money. Uh, it was the serpent in the rainbow, right? Yeah. Well, that that yeah, highlighted, highlighted, it highlighted the, 80s. the idea. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't exactly reanimated dead. Yeah, uh, but uh, well, sometimes they were. Right. right. I think in, I want to say in, in the serpent in the rainbow they were. Uh, they were buried and then brought back. As... I, re- I remember a little bit because I believe in a David Blaine special they talked about it too. Yeah. Where they would bury the person after they drugged them. Uh-huh. And in like three days or so, they'd bring them out and they'd be their zombie. Yeah. Right. And it would basically, it would wipe your mind. You would follow whatever they did. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty much just a downgraded version of whatever concoction Bill Cosby used. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's that. Put the body in the yeah. ground. That's right. <laughs> you put the body in the ground. And then we say it's a couple of bitches. And then it comes out of the dirt craving the brains and, and the yeah. flesh and all that stuff. And, and the jello pudding pot. They do the, the mambo majambo over the body. And then they the pudding pop over the <laughs> If you really want to watch yeah. something scary. Uh, Watch the recent episode of Dateline NBC where they had all of his victims sitting there. Oh my god! Dude, that's a big set, dude. That was a big fucking. There's over fifty people that have come. There was like thirty-four women on that set. There's yeah, oh yeah. There's actually more more in the green room. Yeah, there's more that have come forward now. (laughs) That's a probably human. And it's yeah, and it's actually they're they're they found a case that happened. Yeah, yeah, seven or eight years now. ago, and there's a. It's been submitted to the DA's office, and there's a good chance that we may see some legal ramifications. For it. It's like I've been saying to Phil, and I think I've said around you too, uh-huh. and I'm not making light of rape, but mm-hmm. when there's smoke, there's probably somebody being raped by Bill Cosby. Oh God, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can smell a cappuccino, run for the hills. Yeah, but wow. back to the zombies. Yes. <laughs> well, do you know the best way you know to deal with a real zombie before uh, George A. Romero put his little spin on it? That kind the of headshot changed the genre. Light him on fire. Oh, fire. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, no, fire bad. Wrong, nope. wrong monster. No, no. <laughs> salt. Common household salt would render the spell that the voodoo person had under the zombies. Once you put salt in their mouth, the control was over. So we'll they call were... this the Fuji aspect. So <laughs> it does. This doesn't have to be like you know. It doesn't have to be like kosher salt. No, no. You don't have to use anything like that, salt. right? Oh, Maury, give me the salt. No, no, not the iodine. The zombies. The zombies out there. Give me the salt, Maury. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can combine it with a big ass piece of salt lake and you smash them in the head with it. Well, you can do that or just offer them some fucking Oberto's jerky or something Mm -hmm. like that. Either way, you use salt, the zombie stops moving. I can see why they changed it because it wasn't theatrical. (laughs) (laughs) I think Phil's thinking that old adage with birds you pour salt on their tail and they can't fly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. just read up on it. But dude. I mean, wow, yeah. man, when the teeth are in action, who's got a salt gun handy, you know? <laughs> well, that's the reason I said the Fuji aspect. You just toss it and hope it gets in there. Well, that's another thing. They were I'll just... come for you, Hogan! <laughs> you yeah. see, that's, now that's another thing. They also did not crave flesh or brains. No. 
No, they were just they just like uh, Nick had were said. A fucking nuisance. They just yeah, they were just servants. They did what they were told, wow. and that's how you dealt with those. Well, um, I mean, if you remember in the first George Romero films and stuff like that, it was there. Uh, yeah, and some of them uh, in Night of the Living Dead. Ret- yeah. I'm sorry, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, in the eighties, they actually spoke. That's right. Send more paramedics. Send more cops. Yeah, now, that's cops. another one I want to talk about since we're talking about zombies. They had intelligence. You've got Nine of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. And you uh-huh. know that the guy that worked on Return of the Living Dead. Uh, not, not, I not peed with him, right? No, what? I peed with that guy, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, you did. That's what I was going to say. I, well, that was one of the reasons I thought it would be okay to talk Return of the Living Dead. No. <laughs> you can't talk about it. Oh, okay. Because it was my special Oh, your special moment. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, he, he got to piss next to Bert. Uh, Ooh, from uh, really from, from yeah. Return of the Living Dead, nice. and they were both had this conversation going. Hey, do you think that George Clooney uh, story was true? You know, so yeah. because apparently one of the actresses got freaky with George Clooney pre Facts of Life. So nice, <laughs> freaky wow, meaning fucking. Okay, he does. You know, I don't know why he does not like my terminology. So in the realm of the seven, you know, words you're not mm-hmm. supposed to say on TV, your ship his cunt, fuck motherfucker, tits, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Uh, our Phil says poopy and yeah. caca and doo doo and fornication and all of that stuff. And it well, you know, I've, I've I've been known. It to makes drop. me fucking chuckle. Yes, <laughs> and that's why fucking fuckle. And that's why I lean in and talk to the audience as uh, interpreter. Yes, okay. it's not anything against it. It's just it's funny as fuck. Oh no, no, no! I have always said we need to put a compilation. We need to go back over and put a compilation of all the times that Phil has censored himself. <laughs> And just run them into in. That's that's the funny thing. We've always talked about doing an episode where it's just all of our cussing and all of our outbursts. It's like, no, we need to really do the one where we just we can't. Yeah, where we censor ourselves. Because if we did just nothing but swear words, it would be a uh, like a four hour, five hour Joe Pesci movie. (laughs) Exactly because I just I guess I needlessly um, you know censor myself. Um, But you know it's uh, I I don't know it's a you know mixed company or whatever. Well, talking about mixed company, um, Mm. I I was recently at a funeral and I yes I am laughing. Yes, (laughs) go ahead. Uh, one of the members of the church was asking me what I've been up to, and I kind of discussed the podcast with them. I really wasn't going in deep detail, but there were certain points when I'm telling myself in my head, like, watch the F-bomb. Yeah. Watch the F-bomb. You are in church, dude. Right, right. So, yeah. So, I know I know the feeling where it's just... It, oh, it, you're trying to... You have the conscientious mind going, like, don't... It's this person. Don't say it in front of them. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I just forget I'm not talking to one of my homies, and, you know, it's just like, you know... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoops. Yes, dog. Oh, I just let that slip up. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, uh, ha, yes. ha. Yes, dog. But anyway, back to the subject. <laughs> back to the zombies the, and everything. Well, you know, Night of the Living Dead. Now, that's... The whole Dead series is kind of fun. You see, first you've got Night of the Living Dead. Right. And then you've got... Now, believe it or not, Return of the Living Dead, in some odd way, is connected to it because it, there was like a, a big... Uh, a big uh, separation, like the two creators. You know, George A. Romero, he was the director, yeah. and he created yeah. most of it, yeah. right? But there was a co-writer as well that actually went off to write the return of the return of the Living Dead series. So you got kind of like a spinoff sequel along with George Romero doing his own thing. Yeah, right. and now this is really this is well. That's the interesting thing, though. Too George Romero is usually considered the quintessential. Uh, Godfather of the zombie genre. Oh, I'm not right. going to deny so that. So that showed that they put him into a video game. What? You guys yeah. know this? Okay, yes, the zombies, they did. The zombie games in uh, Call of Duty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did they do one of them involved? Sarah Michelle Geller. Robert England. Uh, Robert England. Uh, Danny uh, Trejo. Danny Trejo. And, and George, uh, a. Rom- uh, George A. Romero was the big giant zombie that went crazy. Like he'd get nuts and just tear through everything. And the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy that does that whistling. 
Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael, yeah, Michael Rooker. He was in there going, oh, watch your edge, boy. Yeah. But I love that. And they, oh, of all things, they when they did the trailer, they had the song from Return of the Living Dead playing, yeah. do you want to party? Which, Robert by the, the way, yeah. if you had told me you'd piss next to the hot rocker, uh, you know, like... I would have been arrested. The naked fucking zombie chick in there. Like, I pissed next to her. I would have been like, this is going to be a great story. Oh, God. Because yeah. first question would be, be like, awesome. how are you pissing next to her? Yeah, exactly. She asked me to piss on her, and I just couldn't bring myself to, to do, do it. it. So I just peed next to her. Yeah. yeah. Keep talking. I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, just ignore the slapping. Yeah. Oh, yeah just, the... just embrace it. Just embrace it. That's funny. <laughs> now, now, now the, the zombie chick. No, so the zombie mm-hmm. chick was not at the. Uh, at the at the yeah. booth, no, it was the uh, redhead it, chick. It, no, 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 the redhead is the zombie chick. No, no, it was the it was the it was the brunette, the dark, the yeah. darker haired, curly haired one. She's the one that had a George Clooney. Yeah, that had the George uh, Clooney relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she was still a punk rock girl. She's one of the survivors until the bomb dropped. Yeah, but. Um, Anyway, you got and return then you get the nuclear ring. That's yeah. right, and then yeah. it all starts all over yeah. again. But George Romero had uh, he had Night of the Living Dead, Dawn, Day, and then Night, Dawn, and Day got remade, and then George Romero came back again with Land of the Dead, and then Diary, and then, and then Diary of the Dead, and I think one more. Yeah, well, no, I think Diary was it. Diary was it. Because I believe, if I remember Dryery correctly, it kind of gave you an inside look on what led to the initial... Oh, the initial start of it. Yeah. But that's that's really funny with the whole zombie genre. Well, especially when concerning the return of the Living Dead series and the original Dead series by George yeah. Romero. Yeah. The separation, I mean, not only were they separated, uh, but one got remade, and then the sequels continued. Yeah. Even after they got remade. Well, That's I mean, a monster of something. If just... we've learned anything from George A. Romero is that mm-hmm. zombie movies endure in Hollywood. People they... love them. They eat them up. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Yeah, so they, I mean, they'll, they will flock to the theaters to catch a good zombie flick. I think one of the interesting things with the zombie genre is you really can't mess it up like people have with vampires. It's true. And some of the others, you can't really mess up zombies. Well, because, uh, yeah. Well, no, why we're gonna. Well, you know, like I said, there's there's the original version. You got you got the voodoo lore, but then the one that took uh, on the reins was George Romero's. You gotta shoot these suckers in the head to yeah. kill them. Zombies, and that's uh, are those the ones that are the walkers that you see in uh, Walking Dead? Walking Dead, well, you see them in uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead yes. with even the fast walkers. But there's a common theme. Uh-huh. There, there's a common theme in, in all of them because people are always like, "Doesn't anybody in these zombie films ever seen a zombie movie?" No, because in every movie, that's kind of the standing thing. Especially, they've said this. That's why they're called walkers in uh, Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, because they're not zombies. Right. They, nobody knows what a zombie is in this realm. There's right. never been any zombie movies made or anything. Uh, like that. That's why they don't know. They had to smart. discover. Hey, if you hit them in the head. Exactly. You know, it kills them. So, it's, it's like the pop culture doesn't exist in the Right. Movies. I and got that's, it. that's what the whole, that's the background behind it. Well, that's the whole thing, too, when you don't see an origin. In most zombie stories, you do not see an origin story. Right. You get hints of an origin, but there's never been a fine, defined reason these zombies are here. Right. Yeah. It's usually some sort of, you know, you get kind Comedic. of the idea of a... Uh, a government experiment or something like that. Some or a comedic element or yes. something like that. Even like, as you're talking about with uh, 
the genre the genre of zombie movies uh-huh. there's no real way to screw it up and you can look at the history of the zombie movies the horror movies yeah you, there's not really a bad one not really uh, the comedic zombie movies Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead and Zombieland prime examples yeah oh two and two of the greatest yeah ones around yeah and the upcoming you know I think the Scouts Guide will probably yeah make it's going to be list. part of that too but Shaun started uh, Shaun of the Dead started the started comedic saying, world it was great yeah um, you know Ow. of 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 taking uh, something that you know I'm, I'm like I'm like you know you have the post apocalyptic thing you know you ever notice that after the dead start walking yeah. it's always the destotopian society and what I like to shot about Shaun of the Dead is that they reincorporated them back into society yeah you know having him he's like oh he's, it's like it's like it's like well he eats brains but he's still my husband you know yeah. Yeah. I loved the way they played with that yeah. well even uh, looking at warm bodies one that a lot That's of people one. didn't kind of dig because people kind of missed that one. It, everybody saw it as like, oh god, a zombie romance? What? Mm-hmm. I watched it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't think it was poorly written. I thought and it was. Well, it was based on a book, and I really want to get my hands on the book. And it was a really great story. Even like how you're talking about mm-hmm. integrating the zombies back into normal society, they did it with that too. As the walkers in this one, they mm-hmm. roamed through the airport doing their daily stuff of just like, okay. this is why I remember. So this is why I'm here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In, even in uh, Deadpool, Night of Living Deadpool. Oh yeah. Yeah. The aspects there, the how we talked about Return of the Living Dead with the zombies talking about call 911, call 911. Even the zombies in Night of the Living Deadpool were kind of that way too, where they were mm-hmm. just kind of like talking about, oh my God, just kill me, kill me now, kill me, kill me, and just continuing with their life. Right. It's the consciousness of the zombies that really changes the aspect of the story. Right. Um, and this is a question I want to pose to you guys. Do you think there's an oversaturation of the zombie films, I mean, I know you say in Hollywood, you know, it's like it's like you know, they, the the way they treat uh, zombies is you know, people people eat them up and stuff like right. that. You can't really go wrong with it. But as of right now, I mean, there was a point. Now, Warm Bodies, I missed out on Warm Bodies because I was kind of pseudo. I mean, I'm not big on zombies, right, to begin with. Okay, not really that big on it, but I do see some appeal, right? Yeah. Like I said, they haven't been jacked up nearly as much as some vampire exactly. and werewolf stories that I've seen, where you know they just take a total curve to. Uh, to the lore, but I missed out on Warm Bodies because I was kind of well, burned out. Warm's, warm Bodies is is kind of the curve to yeah. the... Uh, it was a good that curve, That is your but sparkling vampire. Yeah. That's the sparkling yeah, that's, vampire? that's more of the sparkling vampire. All right. Lay it in on me, Then please. you have other stuff like uh, I Am Legend and things like that, which are great, yeah. great stories. Don't get me wrong. and mm-hmm. they, But I, I do think there is a bit of an oversaturation just because of The Walking Dead. Not that that's a bad series. No, I no, watched no, no, the season no, no, no. premiere uh, of that, and um, it it's still a phenomenal show. Oh yeah, you know because the, it's about character. Yeah, and uh, the zombies are the background characters in this show. That's the key. Mm, that's the yes. thing that makes it what, worth it. People are not watching it for the zombies, really. They're really yes and no. Well, not, well, you know that's the. I mean, without the zombies, there would be no catalyst. Yeah, exactly. But. People are going in to see the development of the character. Exactly. The it zombies is. are a big key part. They're a big key plot point. But the underlying premise of Walking Dead is basically character, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, I haven't watched the show, but this is what I've you know, kind of put together. Yeah, yeah and it's about I, character. And it, as we were talking about uh, the oversaturation, there was one thing that I, I would totally agree, and I believe you guys would agree with me, mm-hmm. that causes... The, that caused the, the oversaturation of zombies is the movie, not the book. The movie World War Z. Okay. Oh right, yeah. <sighs> what I was, you saying I, was on that? I was holding off on that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. It's okay because I was going to list 
you know, okay. like I was going to talk about how, you know, our favorite zombie, you know, how it comes across in film or whatever, our favorite zombie uh, pop culture. Yeah. Right. Mine is World War Z, the book. Yeah. Um, this was something that was bought up by Brad Pitt's company and made by his company, and it was a fucking travesty. Yeah. I am so angry with it and so irritated with how it came out. The fact that they just, like, they took the novelization and just fucked it six ways from sideways in creating this. Well, Max Brooks had nothing to do with it. Well, I know he did. I, I, I completely understand that he had nothing to do with it. I just, you well, know, that was I just part of one of the biggest once, problems. Yeah, once, well, I want to ask him, right, because Jaws. Jaws' screenplay was written by Peter Benchley. Yeah. Co-written by Peter Benchley, the guy who wrote Jaws in the first place. You know, that's why it was so great. Uh, the problem is, is nobody signed off on a bigger budget for them to do what they needed to do. The original story involves a uh, UN uh, kind of archivist sort of thing who sent out into the field to get these stories, and it's post-World War Z, mm-hmm. uh, when we've taken kind of a hold of the, the planet back. And it's uh, about them... Uh, this guy going and interviewing different people, talking about the events leading up to, during, and post-World War Z. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just this recollection of all these stories from different people, soldiers, civilians, children, you know, and things like that. And it's truly terrifying. It, it's it's just, it shakes you in a way that you're like, God damn, like how horrible is that? And it really, it's the planet afterwards and having to live with kids aren't allowed to go near tall grass anymore or bodies of water or anything like that because there could be crawlers in tall grass that will bite you before you know it. Yeah. Uh, none of them are really fast movers. They just, they talk about how ineffective our military was because we have bombs that will suck the oxygen out of an area. When they explode, they cause a uh, backdraft that sucks the oxygen out of an area and fucks up, you know, uh, uh, opponents and stuff, but that has no effect on something that's dead and is animated and moving. And teaching people to headshot perfectly something that's moving is almost impossible when you have hordes and hordes and hordes of them coming. And so they talk about how the Marines come up with this whole new weapon, uh, like a hand-to-hand combat weapon that works perfectly on them, you know, and it, it just, it's, they call it a Lobo, it's a lobotomizer is what right. they call it. It's all these wonderful things. None of that shit was in the fucking movie. Well, that's the whole thing, too. None the of it. book wow. was so epic in scale. Yes. And then they did the movie, and I was like, okay, let, uh, I'll see what's going on yeah. here. And then I watched the movie, and I was thinking about the book. I was like, there's no way to do a, a proper movie on this book. It has to be a television series. Well, I think if you're going to do it, it has to be done in parts. Yeah. Uh, I think it has to be done in parts, but... There is going to be a it, part, too. It could be. It very well could be a film. Um, it would just, I would love to see them do it sort of, uh, <sighs> cut scenes where you have the person showing up to interview somebody and they sit down with that person and then it flashes back to almost like a Cloverfield type situation yeah. where they're on the ground and they're dealing with, this, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, the stuff that's going on in, in that realm at that moment. Um, but to let this one slide, here's, here's the deal. Okay. People talk about Caddyshack 1 and 2. Caddyshack is the funniest, the greatest golf movie that was ever made. Mm -hmm. Caddyshack 2 is the worst golf movie that was ever made. (laughs) Okay, that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. 
World War Z, the book, was the greatest zombie novel that had been written. Okay, as far as I'm concerned. And World War Z. Uh, World War Z, the movie, was the worst zombie movie that was ever filmed. Uh, And there's a lot to fucking contend with, but you Mm -hmm. put a big budget to that, and it was a nightmare. I'm not saying Brad Pitt did a bad job as an actor in that. Fuck you, man. Go with the source material. Exactly. That's why he bought it in the first place. As soon as they said there are fast zombies in this movie, knowing that the book had no fast zombies. No fast zombies whatsoever. Yeah. People, uh, like, to give you an idea of what they're talking about, people traveled north, above Canada, up to the Arctic Circle area. Mm-hmm. They packed up as much warm stuff as they thought they would need, and they would travel up north. And a lot of people wound up dying up there because they were ill-prepared and stuff. What they found was, if you go far enough north, the colder it got, the zombies would freeze. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole group of Canadian soldiers and different things like that that were sent out to, as they would thaw out, or as they were frozen in the ice... As it began to melt, they would still be stuck mostly in the ice, and they'd go up and kill them. But that was just barely a small story of it. I mean, like a small portion of the story. There's there's another one in there where there's a guy who's in this underwater diving suit, and he's pinned down there, and he's got oxygen for nine or ten hours, but he's just overrun with zombies, and his whole purpose is to tag them with geo-tracking tags so that they can keep an eye on the population and how they shift and all that Mm. stuff because there's millions upon millions Mm. of them under the ocean. Wow. So that's their way of tracking them. They oh don't die God. down there. They, they stay down there and they yeah. move about. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot that went into it that was never even mentioned wow. in the book. Don't even so. touched. No, nope, yeah. not at all. Um, I guess to step away from there to go on, um, there's one important uh, question that always comes up with most zombie movies and everything. Yeah. Fast versus slow zombies. Mm. Where What camp are you in? Phil? Me, I think I prefer the... Uh, the slow moving ones, because I don't know, fast. I'm like, well, if you're fast moving, you're not really a zombie. You know, I mean, you know. Well, yeah, uh, that's the whole aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. That when you think zombies, you always think slow. Yeah. And then you got the remake of Dawn of the Dead that brought in the the fast ones, uh, fast zombies. Yeah, and I understand the fast ones. I will say are scarier because holy shit, these things can run at you. Yeah. Well, uh, but um, mm-hmm. to me, it's the fast zombies aren't so much that they're. I mean, yes, they're they're scary as shit. Don't get me wrong. But you have no hope. Yeah. No. If they're running, you have no fucking hope mm-hmm. at that point. You're going to have an even smaller population on Earth, <clears throat> and we're just not going to survive. We're not going to survive if you have zombies that run full tilt fucking speed at you. Yeah, I know. You know, and just, yeah. Fuck that. Well, noise. there's like those... First rules cardio. Yeah, there's <laughs> those certain... <laughs> there's those certain aspects of different zombie movies where you see the mixture of them, though, too, because it mm-hmm. kind of goes into the, I guess, the disintegration of the body. Like, yes. the slower the zombie, it's the more dead the zombie is. Right, right. And then the faster zombies are the newly dead. Exactly. Uh, and that's, well, unfortunately, I'm that camp, I'm that mid-road camp as usual, where it's like, I, I'm i okay with both, actually. Oh, yeah. I don't want no zo- fast-ass zombie running after me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, like, with you guys, where it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, and it's not even, I mean, everybody's fucked. Yeah. Everybody's fucked. Mm-hmm. Um... When they start running, we're up shit creek. Yeah. yeah what about those uh, Resident Evil zombies? What category do those fall under? Because well, because that's more of a virus-like thing that continues to mutate. Not only do you have zombies, you also have these things that turn into complete pure creatures. Like when they introduce that, the... Oh, go ahead. That's exactly it. You, you just said they turn into the creatures. Right. They go from zombies into a creature. So it's almost... 
when they turn into that creature, the zombie aspect is done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because when they introduce the virus to, I guess, living tissue. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, it, uh, the, the, the virus reanimates the dead. You know, weird side effect. But you inject it right into there, then you're dealing with a mutation. Exactly. So, I guess uh, Resident Evil steps away from the zombie genre. Yeah, but... Is yeah, it part of the zombie genre? See, I or? like the... I like the concept of the video game one. Oh, it's survival. You had the... You had zombies. Mm-hmm. You had zombies, but then you also had creatures that had been experimented on with the same stuff in a more in-depth manner. And you find out that animals react differently. Like, the spiders were enlarged. And the shark was enlarged. And, and the Rottweilers less The Rottweilers, yeah. The Rottweilers are more true to being a zombie, you know, than anything else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But so then also, but um, to kind of go with your, I guess, the melee zombies. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at 28 days later and 28 weeks later, that's kind of a melee zombie aspect. Right. Yeah. Done correctly. Right. And it, it, those are interesting ones because it's it definitely points to a virus. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the crazies. How right. those zombies, you see the veins start going on their side of their face. And oh, yeah, yeah. As they turn. It's different. The the As I call them, melee zombies, it's total survival. It's just like you need to just get off the grid. Right. There's so many aspects to this. I know we probably have missed, and as always, another subject to push a pin in and we'll revisit later. But one important question I really would like to pose to everybody is, uh, two parts basically, where would you hold up during a zombie apocalypse and... What would your weapon of choice be? Like, like you'd have your explosives and everything. You'd have your uh, minor weapons. The guns so you can stuff. have a choice of whatever you'd want it to. But okay, like so that, your go-to weapon. Yeah, you know, like Michonne's uh, katana. Right. And, Which is uh, fucking amazing as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Or uh, mm-hmm. Tyrese's uh, hammer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've, I, let's start out with where would you hold up? Where would you hold up, Nick? Oh, Jesus. Um, or Phil, if you have yours already. <laughs> well... Well, if I had the means, yeah, you know, you guys know. I, I made I made jokes about this uh, living, um, you know, living in feeling where I am, and you know, zombie apocalypse and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, you're in a good location for the location for the zombie apocalypse. True. I was thinking maybe uh, a Burt Gummer from Trimmers, like bunker. Uh, you know, complete with the emergency generator so I could watch my fucking DVDs and stuff like yeah. that. Ah, uh, you know, and stuff like that, and have all that. You know. Be sealed off and caged off, and uh, I'm thinking maybe booby traps because I'm not really a gun. I'm not really a gun enthusiast. I mean, yeah. I might have, uh, I might have gone out to get a couple of things, you yeah. know, just to, just in case they, I don't know, managed to get over the gate. I can blow their fucking head off or something yeah. like that. But I think I would uh, probably maybe go uh, with traps. Yeah, that'd be a lot of barbed wire. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, I, and I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking bunker. Yeah, I, I, you know, just kind of convert my right. quarters into a bunker. Okay. Um, I think ideally, mine would be somewhere like the prison, the Atalanto prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A supermax sort of prison like that where you can, you can do that. Or if I have to pick a location, just a specific location, uh, let me ask you, do I have the means to kind of set it up how I want yeah, to? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, the house on the hill in Apple Valley. Oh, the one way up there. Yes. Right. The reason I say this is because uh, in battle, he who has the high ground has the advantage. You right. can see your enemy coming from all sides and things like that. What we're also talking about is something that is just desperately wanting to try to get at you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
on a hill as such, I would create around the house several hundred, you know, maybe a hundred yards down from the house or so. Yeah, she likes this idea. Yeah. So, um, what we would do is we would clear out an area that's maybe 25, 50 yards and create sort of a slick, something where they couldn't grasp or get up. Okay. Build it up a little more vertically so that it's something that they would slide down as they try to climb. Okay. The ones that managed to make it up over, yeah, then, you know, again, I'm saying good 25-something yard run. Uh, I guess I would hold myself up then in something high enough that I can... I have a way out. I can get down if need to. Um, but getting up to me would be extremely difficult. And that wouldn't just be for me. That would be for, you know, anybody that was trying to get up. Yeah. I do firmly believe that a lot of the public would begin to turn on one another. Oh, yeah. Um, it tends to happen. However, I don't need a generator because there's the one beef I've always had with zombie films. Why the fuck does the power go out? Yeah. yeah. They don't eat electricity. Yeah. They don't fucking just blindly walk into electrical facilities and things like that. And by the way, you ever seen somebody get electrocuted at a power station or heard of it or mm-hmm. read about anything or anything like that? Mm-hmm. doesn't fucking shut the power off. Just electrocute stupid son of a bitch got close enough. Right. It doesn't It's, it's like a you. big it's like a big bug zapper. Right. It zaps them, but it doesn't shut the power off. Right. You but know? that always happens. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, you move around, you, you'll find electricity. Yeah. You're going to find that stuff. Um, I guess if the alternative were there, I would do something kind of like Will Smith in uh, I Am Legend. Right. The steel plates over the windows and doors and things mm-hmm. like that that you're not going to get through. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And it soundproofs it a bit and keeps you in there safe. So uh, That's kind of the route I would go <laughs> is be the Will Smith I Am Legend or, or even Glenn. I'd kind of stay within the city. Yeah. But I wouldn't go to like, oh, I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to go to Target or something. I'd find a little shop. That's near certain places where I know, okay, well, I can hit there during the day when the zombies are over in this area. Mm-hmm. I'd be kind of in the mix, but also, too, I'd have it fortified with, like, the steel plates and everything and just ready to roll. Right. But also, too, kind of taking a page out of your guys' thing, too. Mm-hmm. I'd go up to the mountains, find an area, like, find a cabin, fortify that place, get the traps going and everything, and just hold up. <laughs> right. I mean, ideally, if you plant... You could you could have an entire community where if you had enough time, you could sink steel girders yeah. side by side into the ground, standing upright, and just run them along the perimeter. You make them tall enough. And then you get Doesn't a matter. Doesn't matter. You have a uh, you have a perimeter like that, and you have yourself a tower that you can watch to make sure people you know they're not piling up. Zombies burn. Steel doesn't. So yeah, it's on being the governor. I would. That's fine. You can be the governor. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, that's. Uh, there's a lot of things I think you could do to survive. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to do it in smaller numbers because trying to feed a bunch of people is going to be it's very gonna difficult. Get old past, it's yeah. going to get very, very difficult. And something else I've never understood why people don't wear things like this. Uh, they touch about this on World War Z as well. Why don't you wear welder's gloves? Yeah. Those are huge and thick, and they're not easy to get into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can cut at them with a knife, and it's really difficult for them to get into. So why don't you wear something over your arms that allows you to melee attack, but if something comes up, you put your arm up and allow it to bite you. And then you still And you hit. fucking still take them out. Yeah. It makes you almost unstoppable if you go that way. Exactly. You just have to armor yourselves up right. Mm-hmm. And speaking of melee, what would be your melee weapon? Uh, my melee weapon would be something along the lines of a machete. Mm-hmm. Something short but long enough that I can really get a good cut in. The problem is, I don't know if... 
movies always make it seem really simple to take a blade and put it through bone. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Not the easiest thing in the world. But, uh, again, in World War Z, there was a blind Japanese gardener who survives. And uh, by sound, he'd know when they get close enough. And he had a pole with a blade on the end of it. And he would stab it through their face. He would just smash it into into their face and stuff like that. So, I would say... Something that didn't make a lot of noise, yeah, it would have to be something like a machete or a sword, uh, some mm-hmm. type of blade, uh, you know, in, in, in that instance. Uh, I'll, you know what, I'll just stick with, I'll stick with the machete or sword. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I, it'd be two choices. Either I'd take a metal baseball bat, get a logging chain, and wrap it around the top of the, the, the baseball bat and get it welded in there so it's nice and big, just... Mm-hmm chunk of metal just to be able to smash in the heads right or i'd get maybe like a five to ten pound sledgehammer take out the wooden pole of it because i'll snap like that and replace it with a steel pipe so it mm-hmm. reinforces it and just go to town with that the the only thing <laughs> funny like we're talking like it's going to happen but yeah. the only thing i'd warn against is it, after, it's going yes after you're swinging a 10 pound sledge for yeah. a little while it's gonna get tired. It's gonna get fucking tiresome, bud. Well, that's that's conditioning. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get real tiresome. Maybe a double-headed axe. Yeah, something like that that you can swing. I mean, that's still got a lot of weight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'd I, rather go weight because, like, we we're just talking about with the blade, though. Because right. if you get a blade stuck somewhere, yeah, you're fucked. Unless you have a silenced weapon or crossbow or something like yeah. that, which uh, you know people are like, oh, I'd get a bow and arrow. Oh yeah, are you really fucking proficient with that, Robin Hood? Let's see you practice. Let's see you shoot it once with nobody breathing down your neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, or having to scramble up your terrain or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I think uh, the, you know, really solid melee weapon with uh, well armored up arms, you're gonna do fine. Yeah, yeah, so, it's it's heavy duty, but that's mm-hmm. what happens. Bill, what would your? Oh, I said booby traps. You'd stick with booby traps. I would traps. stick with. Uh, He's basically. I'm staying where I'm at. <laughs> I'm 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 in. Well, my it's in a good location. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've uh, you know I, I bunker that up real well, and uh, like I said. Uh, during the daytime, if I know like their pattern or whatnot, go out, reset the traps, make sure yeah. that they're there, and I definitely know when they're there because you know they've gone off. Yeah. Like I said, this is of course if I have right. to go out. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's I, I think if you're well, if you're smart, and if you plan ahead, you know, to some degree. You come out of it okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people go, oh, I'm going to a place where I can find food right off the bat. Yeah, well, so is everybody else. Exactly. That's well, I'm going to Turner's where you can get a gun. Well, so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm going to Harbor Freight. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to Harbor Freight, and I'm going to buy some tools and some different things that have stabbing capability. I'm mm-hmm. going to go right to the welding section. I'm going to grab those heavy-duty elbow-length welding gloves. Yeah. I'm going to pad myself up so that if three or four of them come at me, I can fucking take one out while one's chewing on this glove, and I can take this one out. You know, and that's that's the way I'm going to boil down to it. I'm not going to be popping guns off and attracting no. more. I, I just, guess a good thing I could probably do it. Now, I do have a lot of uh, tools. Uh, you know, I got a shed. I got an axe. I got, I, I got tools that I need, but I guess I probably could, uh, if I wanted to venture out, I would probably go to Dick's Sporting Goods and maybe grab all their golf clubs. That's not a bad idea. You know, so, uh, you know, like well, I said, I'm not, I'm not proficient with a gun. But well, one a lot of instruments to just kind of get the fuckers out. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I would go blunt up uh, objects and whatever I've got around my house, which would be uh, <laughs> brooms, um, axes, and, uh, you know, a couple of uh, little stuff. You know, stay out of my shed. <laughs> I, I've heard people talk about going to sea. 
Like, I'd go out to the ocean and things like that, but they'd, they'd touch on that in World War Z as well. Yeah. People who anchored themselves offshore, so they're like, yay, but then they come up the anchor chain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the closing credits to the remake of Dawn of the Dead, they get to the island, and it's like, they're still there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, like, on the blood instrument thing, it, mm. even in one of the movies, we talked mm. about the cricket bat of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect weapon. It's a great bludgeoning weapon. It's something you can really hold on to. You know, that's, it's, it's smart. Uh, one of the one of the greatest weapons I think I've ever seen in, in uh, you know zombie killing as far as that's concerned is um, uh, on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Merle had his hand cut off. Oh yeah, and he had strapped on like something to cover his stuff, but he had a blade on the end of it. It can't be knocked out of your hand. Mm. It's permanently stuck there. It's bladed on both sides. That guy had the ultimate killing weapon in his hand. Yep. Michonne, I think, is the only other person besides Daryl because Daryl is very proficient with his. Yeah. Uh, Michonne is the only other one that I think is aptly equipped to handle zombies coming at her, even in, uh, you know, several, uh, without having to run considerable risk to herself. Mm, yeah. Um, and the fact... Okay, by the way, I'm sorry. No. The fact that Michonne walked around... Now, granted, it was like her brother and her boyfriend, I believe yeah. it was. Okay? She had zombies with their arms cut off and their jaw pulled off. Oh. Okay? What happens is they become docile. They stand around, but they can't consume. They lose their hunger after a while. And so they just they stand around and they, you know, and whatnot. So she did nothing to grab at them, nothing to tear. No, you know, their arms are gone. They have no way of biting. Uh-huh. No nothing like that. And she would carry them around on chains and walk right through zombies with them because they smelled and all that stuff. They would mask her. They would, you, they were, it was almost like camouflage. Yeah. They've touched on it, and I'm like, why the fuck don't they have a shitload of the zombies around their area? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shit you can riddle in the, in the you know, find holes to riddle into zombie logic. Oh, I know. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, if they move that fucking slow, why are we not killing all of them? Uh-huh. Why are not, you know, yeah. why, yeah. why are we possibly getting Why did they run? take over? You know? There's so yeah. many more questions we can ask. Right. And- but you yeah, know, that's what that's what I would do. I would just play it smart. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the cool thing about being nerds and stuff right now. When the shit does hit the fan, we're going to we'll be rich. prepared. There you go. <laughs> Plus, I have Max Brooks's uh, zombie survival guide. Yes, that's right. You yeah. do. Signed by Max Brooks, as a matter of fact. Nice. So. His work is going to be the Bible during that. Damn time. Damn right oh, yeah. it is. He will be our new god. So that's been Halloween for 2015 for us. Uh, we I've been kind of wanting to do a zombie episode for a while, and I mm-hmm. knew that it was going to end with. More questions than answers. <laughs> oh, of course. And that's the fun part of all this shit. <laughs> you know, we really should... Hey, that's something that I would like our listeners to send us send us some messages about. Uh, hit us up on, you know, our Facebook page or, um, you know, our email accounts. Or our website, NorthCalifornia.com. Yes, yes, you can do that on there. Um, but hit us up and tell us what your ultimate zombie fighting weapon is. Yeah. Um, where you'd be held up? Yeah, where you where you would hold up at? Uh, something like that. Give us give us some ideas on what you'd go with. Yeah, go to facebook.com slash nowhere California, nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com or like I said, nowherecalifornia.com. Mm-hmm. That's some good plugging, right? That's there. Very good yeah. plugging. Plug I am a whore. That's second nature, there. <laughs> Alrighty, which so, is why you'll do well in the zombie apocalypse. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Sex sales. Josh is buying. Sorry. <laughs> Don't put me out there, I'll suck your dick. 
Okay, so... <laughs> wow. Hey, last episode, you were fucking Betty White. That's yes. true, I was. Yeah. So, um, on this episode, we're going to do the end game, and we're bringing back the one we did during the West Craven Celebration episode. I'm excited about this. Which we had a blast doing this game, and I wanted to do it again quickly. Yeah. The chain reaction. Basically, it's the marathon of, to a lesser degree. So, basically, Nick's going to start it out, and we just got to keep connecting until somebody cannot do it. Okay. So, Nick... Okay, since, let me see. Since we mentioned one of these actors earlier, I'm mm-hmm. going to say Danny Trejo mm-hmm. was in Once Upon a Time in Mexico with Johnny Depp. Okay. And Johnny Depp was in, let's go, Fear and Lovely in Las Vegas with Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz with, was uh, worked with Jim Carrey in The Mask. Jim Carrey worked with Renee Zellweger in... Me, myself, and Irene. And Renee Zellweger was in Down with Love with Ewan McGregor. Okay, Ewan McGregor worked with Hayden Christensen in Star Wars. Mm. Uh, all the all three episodes that nobody likes. Nice. Okay. So, <laughs> that still two. that still leaves him with Hayden Christensen though. Okay, Hayden Christensen was in Takers with Matt Dillon. And Matt Dillon was in Crash with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser worked. With Sean Ashton in Encino Man. Ooh, pulling out the old school with him. <laughs> All right, cool. Sean Ashton mm-hmm. was in The Goonies. Yes. With Kiku Kwan. Kiku Kwan was in Temple of Doom with Harrison Ford. Okay. Right. I was trying to there, think of the lady. Uh, it's a, that's all right. <laughs> okay. Um, Harrison Ford worked with Shia LaBeouf in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Okay. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was in... I fucking still got Kiyu Kwan stuck in my head. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Shia LaBeouf was in Holes with Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Sigourney Weaver was in Galaxy Quest with Tony Shalhoub. Fuck yes. All right. Uh, Tony Shalhoub worked with Will Smith in Men in Black. Oh, good call. Good pull. Thank, thank you very much. Very good pull. Very, very good pull. Thank you. Uh, Will Smith was in The Wild Wild West with... No, I'll go Kevin Klein. All right, you were going to go. I, yeah, you know. You were going to go with one of the models yes, or something. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. that was. That would have stumped the hell out of you. Yeah, it would probably have. That was great. That's the folk dog. Uh, Unless it was Jane. Then I could have flipped. Kevin Klein was in In and Out with Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart worked with Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. I'm not wasting my mulligan on Bob Newhart. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. No one knows about our mulligans. I know. Reese Witherspoon was in Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Nice. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was in Signs with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson worked in Lethal Weapon with Joe Pesci. Wait, Lethal Weapon 2 with Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe Pesci. Oh, fucking, I love this. Joe Pesci was with Bobby De Niro in Casino. Okay. And De Niro was in Analyze That with Lisa Kudrow. Good pull, man. Good pull. Lisa Kudrow? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the girlfriend, Billy, uh, Billy Crystal's girlfriend. Uh, Lisa Kudrow worked with um, Zelma. No, who's the kid from uh, um, the kid from uh, Wizards of Waverly Place? The, the, the girl? What's her girl? What's the girl's name? Selena Gomez? She worked with Selena Gomez in Hotel for Dogs. Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> Selena Gomez. I know, I'm sorry. <sighs> Selena Gomez was in... Oh! She was in Spring Breakers 
with James Franco. Okay. Okay. James Franco was in Pineapple Express with <laughs> King Jong. Mm, King Jong? King yeah. Jong? The, the little Asian, little guy from uh, Community and from uh, Hangover. 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 The, oh, that guy. You, oh, okay, I you want to fuck it. on me? Yeah. Okay, I got okay. it. Um, okay, so Kim Jong. Okay. Kim Jong uh, worked in Transformers Dark of the Moon with... Um, Hold on a second. There's a bigger star here. Uh, with uh, Patrick uh, Dempsey. You know, Dr. McDreamy. You said that right. I did? Pat- yeah, Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. So, yeah, he, he worked in that movie with Patrick Dempsey. They may not have worked together, but they were in the same They were in the same movie. That's what it's what? an ensemble piece. So. That's right. Okay, Patrick Dempsey was in a shit ton of films. Uh, uh, let's go. Patrick Dempsey was in... God damn it, Nick. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey was in... Tell us about to shit himself here. <laughs> uh, Patrick Dempsey was in Enchanted huh? with Amy Adams. All right. Okay. Amy Adams was in The Muppets with Sarah Silverman. Okay. Sarah Silverman worked with um, Mikey, Michael C. Riley, you know, the guy who does the voice of Wreck-It Ralph, uh, in Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. Michael C. Riley is John in... C. Riley. John, John C. Riley. Riley. Yeah, that, was my, that was yeah, my Why bad. the fuck did I say that? That was I, my I know bad. better. Uh, John C. Riley was in. Oh God, I lo- this is going to be hard just to pick one because I love his shit. Oh yeah, his stuff's great. John C. Riley was with. Uh, oh fuck it, Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Okay. okay, and Will Ferrell was in Stranger Than Fiction with Dustin Hoffman. Okay, Dustin Hoffman worked with. Oh crap, he worked with Robin. Oh, uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman worked with Robin Williams in the movie Hook. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> this is a payback for all those freaking curveballs. I know. So I got. <laughs> all, well, I almost went with Natalie Portman. So I'm like, no, no. Let me so this is go. the underhand toss. <laughs> Robin Williams was with Maria Conchita a lot. No, <laughs> I won't do that. That's okay. fucked up. Uh, all right, let's go. Robin Williams was with Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. Okay. Matt Damon was with Chris Rock in Dogma. Okay. Uh, Chris Rock worked with Danny Glover. Oh, wait. Did I already use Glover? Yeah, no, no, no. I used Pesci. Yeah. He worked with Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon 4. Yes. Very good. Very good. Danny Glover worked with Whoopi Goldberg in The Color Purple. Whoopi Goldberg was with Ted Danson in Made in America. Yes. Okay. Ted Danson worked with Steve Gutenberg in Three Men and a Baby and Little Lady. I heard he'll stab you. Steve Gutenberg okay Okay. Steve Gutenberg since you didn't say it I'm going to do it Steve Gutenberg was in Three Men and a Little Lady okay with Tom Selleck there you go nice Tom Selleck was in Quigley Down Under with the Rickman Alan Rickman alright Alan Rickman was uh, worked with Bruce Willis in Die Hard Uh give me a Willis I want to give Uh, you a Willis okay Okay. you guys want to be alone no (laughs) Uh, he, he'll poke you in the dick with a stick. Just in case Kevin Smith or Ralph Garman's listening. Fuck Bruce Willis. Yeah. Anyway, uh, dick with a stick. That's right. Poke him in the dick with a stick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis And was... if Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman are listening, I pooed. Yeah, man. <laughs> you pooed. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, you, filled, you filled that joke. Bruce Willis was in Blind Date with Kim Basinger. There you go. Okay. I gave you a good one. Don't yeah, worry. That was, yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> You're welcome. Kim Basinger was in my 
stepmother's an alien with Dan Aykroyd. Thank you very much. <laughs> cool. You, cool. Better, you better fucking say it. Awesome. <laughs> this would be a perfect time for him to fuck with us. You scores. stupid yeah. son of a bitch. I'm, okay. I'm blank. I'm drawing mm-hmm. a blank. <laughs> yeah, drawing a blank. Okay. Uh, Dan Aykroyd worked with Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis worked with Tom Arnold in mm-hmm. True Lies. Okay. You, oh, come on. Remember, Tom Arnold is a big... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mask. That was, mask. that was my bad. I was, I was totally wrong there. I that, totally thought Tom Arnold was uh, Charlie. And this is like... That was the biggest... That's funny. ...argument yeah. me and Phil has ever had. And, 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 and it was in high school. Yeah. And it wasn't really an argument. I just went, no, I swear to God, that's him. This is before IMDb. So I'm, yeah. he looked so that's much like him. So, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> You're not going to give me an easy one here, are you? Okay. No. Uh, Tom Arnold was in Polly Shore is Dead with Polly Shore. Uh, Polly Shore uh, worked with. Oh, what's their name? Oh, I'm going to throw him a. Uh, Lizzie McGuire. Who's the. Ch- uh, Hillary Duff. Worked oh. with Hillary Duff and Casper Meets Wendy. Wow. Yeah. Who is in that? Oh, yeah. He was the. He was the. Um, uh, he was the genie in the uh. mirror. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was like this... Uh, yeah, just addition. a voice actor. Uh, no, 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 not a voice actor. Uh. He was in there going, oh, listen to her, for God's sakes. He spoke. He was a mirror spirit that wrote uh, spoken rhymes. Uh. But he was in that movie with uh, Hilary Duff. Duff. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Hilary Duff was in Cheaper by the Dozen with Steve Martin. Cool. Okay, Steve Martin was in Shop Girl with Jason Schwartzman. Once I figure out who that dork was, I'm good. All right, go okay. ahead. Go, go so, again with it. Uh, okay, I'll say uh, he worked with Bill Murray and Rushmore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, he's Bill Murray was with <laughs> Ray Fiennes in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, okay. Ra- fucking love that movie. That yeah, great. Beautiful movie. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Ray Fiennes was Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows with Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah. Okay, Helen. Oh, wow. Helen Bottom Carter worked with uh, Johnny Depp. And- <laughs> no, we already worked with Johnny Depp. I oh, know. I'm just I'm uh, closing the circle. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and in this. And oh, okay, okay. Helen yeah. Bottom Carter was in. Um, uh, she was in Terminator Salvation that had uh, Christian Bale in it. Was she really? Yeah. Oh yeah, she was in it. I didn't watch that one. Okay, Christian Bale was with Michael Caine mm-hmm. in Batman Begins. Michael Caine was in Austin Powers Gold Member with, yes. with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. If he would have said Mike Myers, I would have said you could divide by zero right now and say Mike Myers was with Mike Myers and so he married an expert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mind blown. <laughs> yes. uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, was with, um, ben, uh, worked with Ben Affleck in uh, Shakespeare in Love. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, for some reason, I was thinking Ben Stiller. Yeah. Oh, shut no. it, and so I was like, well, he wasn't fucking in the movie. Okay, Ben Affleck was with Morgan Freeman in The Sum of All Fears. Morgan Freeman was in the Lego movie with Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks worked with um, uh, Rebel Wilson in Pitch Perfect. Rebel Wilson? Uh, Rebel. Rebel? 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 Rebel, Rebel. Reba, 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 Rebel, Rebel. Rebel Wilson. Yes. Rebel, Rebel? Rebel Wilson uh, was in Pitch they, Perfect. Well, yes, Rebel Wilson was in Pitch Perfect. Okay. Rebel Wilson was also in Pitch Perfect 2 with Anna Kendrick. Okay. <laughs> nice. And Anna Kendrick was in Up in the Air with George Clooney. Oh, great movie. All right. Uh, George Clooney worked with Chris O'Donnell in uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris O'Donnell worked with Charlie Sheen All right. in The Three Musketeers. All right. <laughs> 
Charlie Sheen was in Hot Shots Part Deux. <laughs> Part Deux. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with that. Ryan Styles. All right, Ryan Styles. Um, oh, films, 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 films. Oh, Ryan Styles was in Hot Shots. Uh, he was in Hot Shots as a different character uh, with that had Lloyd Bridges. Okay, Lloyd Bridges was in Airplane with Leslie Nielsen. Okay. Leslie Nielsen was in Naked Gun with O.J. Simpson. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, O.J. Simpson was in Naked Gun 33 and a Third with George Kennedy. George Kennedy was in Naked Gun 2 and a Half okay. with Weird Al Yankovic. Okay, Weird Al Yankovic was in UHF with Michael Richards. Michael Richards, Michael Richards. That's um, is Kramer. That? Kramer. Kramer, thank you. Uh, Michael Richards... Uh, was with Jeff, worked with Jeff Daniels in Trial and Error. Ooh. Nice. Thank you. Jeff Daniels was with Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer okay. in the Fabulous Baker Brothers. Okay. Nice. Michelle Pfeiffer was. Wait, Fabulous Baker Boys? Baker Boys. Baker Boys. Yeah, Baker Boys. Gotcha. But I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were close enough. You weren't as off as I was in some of the other things. Uh, like, Michelle Pfeiffer was in Batman Returns with Paul Rubens. All right. Who is coming to Gotham as Penguin's dad. Uh, that is... I like right. that. that is I was funny. like... Oh, that. Uh, Paul Rubens... Uh, Paul Rubens... Paul Rubens worked with Christy Swanson in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Christy Swanson worked with... Oh, fuck. I can't repeat actors, can I? Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, uh, you got this. I got one for you. I'm setting it up for you. You better fucking know okay, where I'm go going. For it, buddy. Go okay. for it. Go for it. Paul Rubens. Oh, I'm sorry. Paul Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Uh-huh. Christy Swanson was in The Chase with Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Where am I going with this? I know where you're going with this. Okay. And Flea was in Back to the Future 3 with yeah. Michael J. Fox. Awesome. Yes. All right. I got this. Uh, Michael J. Fox worked with Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd worked with... Ooh, Christina Ricci and Adam's family. Christina Ricci was in Black Stink Moan with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. All right, Samuel L. Jackson. Damn it, she was hot in that too. <laughs> yep. Samuel Jackson worked with Keenan Thompson in Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. Was he really he in was, that? Yeah, I never saw Snakes. I believe it was in that. Yeah. It, it, it's worth at least one watch. Okay. Yeah. Keenan Thompson worked with fuck. Uh, Bill Cosby, and we're gonna end it there. <laughs> Yeah, no shit, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan Thompson worked with Kel... Kel uh, Mitchell. Kel Mitchell in Good Burger, the movie. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, Kel Mitchell. Kel Mitchell was in Mystery Men uh-huh. with... Uh-huh. Uh, let's go with... Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. Good. Jeffrey Rush worked with... We've already used Johnny Depp. Uh, Jeffrey Rush uh, worked with uh, Chris Kattan in House on Haunted Hill. Chris Kattan worked with... I can't go fucking Will Ferrell, can I? Uh, no, oh, well, it's depending on what movie. It depends on the movie. I but guess. I've already used Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, he oh, yeah, used Will yeah, Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, okay, Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan was with uh, Chris Kattan was with Chris Penn in Corky Romano. Okay, Chris Penn was in Reservoir Dogs with Steve Buscemi. Okay, Steve Buscemi worked with Adam Sandler uh, in, in everything and Billy Madison. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Okay, there you go. Uh, Adam Sandler worked with Drew Barrymore in The Wedding Singer. Okay, and Drew Barrymore was in. E.T. with Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me the picture of the guy. Elliot. That was Elliot. Yeah. Uh, what's his name again? Henry. Henry, Henry Thomas. Thomas. Henry Thomas worked with Robert Patrick in Fire in the Sky. Thank you. Okay. 
Uh, Robert Patrick mm-hmm. worked with. Oh fucking! I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you another one. Mm-hmm. Robert Patrick worked with. Uh, why am I spacing the fucking kid's name? Oh, Edward Furlong. Thank you. Edward Robert Furlong. Patrick worked with Edward Furlong in Terminator Two. Okay. Edward Furlong worked with Dennis Hopper and Crow Wicked Prey. Yeah. Dennis Hopper worked with Bob Hoskins in Super Mario Brothers. Bob Hoskins worked with. God, this is more. This is going longer than the actual topic of the episode. I know. I can, I I can know. live with that. So it's Bob, fun. Bob Hoskins, Bob I'm Hoskins, going to know how Bob Hoskins worked with Kathleen Turner in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Uh, Kathleen Turner worked with uh, John Candy in Home Alone. John Candy uh, worked with. Oh, we already did Steve Martin. Uh, John Candy. We already did Dan Aykroyd. John Candy. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love this. This is great. John Candy worked with Ernie Hudson and Who is Harry Crump? Woo! Ernie Hudson worked with Brandon Lee and The Crow. Nice. Seer. Uh, Brandon Lee was in Big Trouble in Little Tokyo. No, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Showdown yeah, in Little got, Tokyo. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolph Lundgren worked with Sylvester Stallone in The Expendables. Very good. Okay, Thank Sylvester you. Stallone worked with Brian Dennehy in First Blood. Okay, Brian Dennehy. Uh, Brian Dennehy was with Kevin Pollock in Stolen Summer. Damn, nice pull. That's very good. Project Greenlight's on right now. I missed yeah, the yeah. original <laughs> season because this season sucks. Mm, Kevin Pollock. Mm, I'm blinking on the face. Um, everything. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, you know what? I- I'll go ahead and throw this one because I'm not thinking Kevin Pollock. Okay. Uh, so I guess I have to close it? We're gonna, you're going to do it? You're calling it officially? We're you're officially Phil? calling it? Yeah, I'm Phil, we're going to say Phil's throwing in the towel. He didn't get stumped. He's throwing in the towel. He's oh, throwing okay. in the towel. Because we've gone several rounds. That yeah. was very good. Yeah, it was a really good one. Yeah. But uh, just for shits and giggles, tell me who is Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock was in... He was in Red uh, State with was, uh, John Goodman. Yes, he, he was, was his right-hand man in Red State. Uh, he was in uh, um, The Usual Suspects. He was with Arnold Schwarzenegger in End of Days. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, and multiple other things. And a things. ton of other comedies and things like that. He hosted Celebrity Poker Showdown. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, and all, all the right. all those. You know Kevin Pollock, Jim. He does yeah, a he so does a really good. He's a character uh, actor. He does a really good William Shatner impersonation. He also and does a really good uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so well, that was fun. You know the drill. All right. And this this, this this has been Philip Morgan, Josh Gilmore. Why why do we say our last names? Oh no! I just just because I started it. Okay. Hey, fucking say your name, sir. Say, say your name, say your name, soldier. <laughs> Joshua Gilmore. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I'm not fucking giving you my last name. No, okay. This is Nicholas Dye. <laughs> Thank you. And that has been Nowhere California with one of the funnest games. Well, one ever. of the longest running games we've ever had. I think so. Yeah, it is. Thank you for joining us. I, I, I want to play again. We'll play off. <laughs> 